0: Hello and welcome to the March 21st, 2021 edition of the Little Zion Baptist Church Podcast. Today's message is entitled, When a New Life Begins. And the scripture today is from Matthew chapter 13. And now, Pastor Robert Medley. I what
1: we're talking about this morning, it says, when a new life begins and if we remember back just and surely you hadn't forgotten that just a few weeks ago we were below nothing in weather snow cold what i'm getting at is spring here in just a moment but cold and uh, you know we kind of i may even kind of murmured i uh, don't like it you know not in favor of it but then a new life begins when it becomes springtime and we look at that in the natural as as a springtime people are getting ready and in fact uh, uh, Sharon told me this morning she's either has or getting ready to burn her garden off, and uh, getting ready to plant plants and uh, and stuff for, for and that will be a new life coming up. But when we get saved in our life on earth, our our soul our soul when we accept Jesus Christ, we have a new life beginning. The new life begins when we accept. I know that we're, we go on in life, but a new life begins when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior because things happen. The old, the old nature has left us. The, the old nature, and, and we pray hard, and, and the Lord does forgive us of that, of that habit or the things that we wanted to hang on or did hang on to, but whenever we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, that has passed away, and we just became a new life isn't that great we're sitting and we're thinking back when it was so cold and the weather was so uh, so very very uncomfortable and we were thinking back and maybe a thought run across your mind uh, spring is coming and it's here spring is coming i believe the date that they used i had asked someone this morning i think it's either i should have known this in school you know but i think it's the twentieth of this month of march that they declared spring maybe it's the twenty first i'm not sure but anyway we're declared we're in springtime what happens in springtime? New life begins in everything. You see the trees bloom, and we even talked a little bit about that before service this morning. Things begin to bloom. We feel better. The sun looks good. We don't, uh, we don't have that dreary feeling about what, it's, what, uh, what life is about. Uh, we, if I was to ask you this morning, uh, how, uh, what favorite season do you like? Probably many of you would say spring is my favorite. Uh, and many of you may say fall is my favorite. But, but, may, but I don't think too many of us would say winter is my favorite uh, because of, the, of the, uh, the, the nature of the world, the, 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 the elements and everything that happens. But when a new life begins, and a new life begins in the spiritual side, when we give our heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, when he comes in. But in preparation for that, it's something that just does not happen. It's something that, it happens, but it's something through prayer, It is something through listening to what God has to say to us that we begin to see that we, I, you, whoever, may need or does need that new life. They need that, uh, we need that to increase, uh, to have that assurance uh, that there is going to be a place better than this earth that we're going to spend eternity. We're going to live there forever and forever. And to get there, we have to accept uh, this new life. The new life is... Just simply asking forgiveness and living for the Lord. Let's go to Matthew, the 13th chapter, for just a moment. Praise God. He is great to us, greatly to be praised. We're going to to read from the 36th chapter of the... The the 36th chapter? The 36th verse of chapter 13 in Matthew. But... The previous verses before that, in that same chapter, in the 13th chapter, talks about the seed, the sower, and and, and what it tells about that. But I want us to look for just a moment of of something that was uh, said uh, about uh, sowing. And we sow seed, and someone sowed seed to you and I. It may have been different ways in life that they've sown that seed, but there's times that we've had the opportunity to sow seed within ourselves, sow seed so other people can find the peace and happiness that we're talking about today. And as, as we read earlier over in that chapter, it was talking about some fell on good ground, some fell on uh, rocky places, and, and, and it just didn't take root and grow. But let's look at verse 36 in that chapter 13. Then Jesus said excuse me then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples came unto him saying declare us declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field as i said the earlier part of this chapter was talking about that they had planted good seed and some and the enemy went in and planted the tares planted bad seed and, and they were wondering what to do and so they didn't really know how to handle it. But this is what he was explaining to them. Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that soweth them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. And therefore the tares are gathered and burned into fire. So shall it be in the end of this world. Stopping there for just a moment. We were thinking about this as they he, they wanted the disciples wanted to explain to them, and they, he was explaining it to them how it was, how it is, and we're living in the same situation today. We, as people, sow seed that has God has given you the and I the ability to share the gospel with other people and to plant that seed in their life. No, we cannot save them by any means, but we can we can give them that that seed or that encouragement that they need in finding the Lord. When people are getting discouraged in this walk of life they're looking for something to ease their situations in life. They're looking for something to be peaceable with and that That peace comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. The only peace we will have in this life is through our Lord Jesus Christ. You may have many, many things. You You may have fine homes. You may have a great bank account. That's wonderful. But do you really have that peace that you really need when the time comes for us to leave this walk of life? I shouldn't have put it that way. We need that peace all the time. That peace must be within us even though that we go through trials, even though that we go through hardships in life, that seems uh, to us uh, unfair. And, and I, I, maybe I shouldn't even put it that way, but it seems like uh, that the world is closing in on us. But let me tell you something. I believe in my life, if I didn't have that peace of God, if I didn't have Christ within me, that peace, uh, uh, it would be devastating to me. It would be devastating to know now, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to stand? But I know, going through hardships in life, that Jesus, uh, our Father which is in heaven, is still there to hold my hand, to take me and to, to guard me against the things of this world, even though it looks, uh, it looks dreary, even though it looks un, 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 unpleasant, and it is unpleasant. But what the pleasant part is, having that peace, that new life that springs up, within us. As Brother Scott was giving the the, the announcements a while ago the, about uh, I was sitting there and I, was, I hadn't really given it a thought but uh, two weeks from today we'll be on that Easter Sunday if I calculated that right and it you know it doesn't really seem time is going by but we're looking at that but we look at that day as, as that he arose and that's when peace began with you and I he arose he went to the cross that wasn't peaceful he went to the cross. That, wasn't, that was pain. He, he done all of that. But he said within three days I shall rise again. And he did and we're here today and we have that peace and joy and living for the Lord Jesus Christ. That peace. The terrors will come. We're going to have terrors. Now I was thinking about people in this time of the year. This is a, I think my mother always called it spring cleaning. You always have that spring cleaning. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. Us men, we don't do too much of that spring cleaning. Although, you know, I, I noticed, uh, uh, I don't know who sent it in. I guess Manda did, but Scott was doing some spring cleaning on his farm this week. And, and burning brush. And, and, and You know, it just makes you feel good. That's work containing, but it makes you feel good. When you begin to plant that garden that you have cleared off and begin to put it in the ground. It's, kind of, it's like this, uh, we were talking earlier in this, in this chapter. They planted, but you had to prepare the ground to get it to take. Uh, to get to, You don't just go out here and take garden seed, or you shouldn't take garden seed and just throw it on the ground and say There's, it's going to be there. You made preparation for that to happen. Someone prayed for you. Someone prayed for me. And we're praying for sinners today. And we're making uh, that known unto God. And he lets them, and he is preparing their soul. And whether they take heed, that is not, that's not up to us. That's up to them. Whether they take heed, but we're making that preparation. We're giving that, we're giving that name. We're giving that soul uh, to God to undertake and make preparations to grow, to move, to, to cultivate. When you plant a garden, you plant it with the hopes, (laughs) hopes that it will produce. It will produce. I had a neighbor, Blaine Judy, you know who I'm talking about, brother, or my neighbor, uh, Ollie and Earl Holden, and he had one of the greatest gardens. Uh, of course, I didn't get out and inspect gardens, you know I'm not a garden inspector, but, but he would have one of the greatest gardens and they would be not a weed. They would be not a rock that he could see that, and he was there early of the morning and he was there late in the afternoon and, 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 and taking care of this garden. And he done a, and many of you probably have done the same thing, but taking care of it. Well he thought our boys was great people, was great kids and they were. But that was one thing they could not do is get in his garden no you just didn't do that boys i'll get it and if they were playing ball in our yard and happened to hit it over in the garden uh... Earl would they don't even were outside in pretty weather he would go get it was not allowed to get in his garden. I'm not even sure I was. But anyway, the kids wasn't allowed. But he he nourished that garden. He'd taken care of it, and she was helping when she could and taking care of that. But that's something that they were looking forward to, and they liked to do it, and they prepared the land, and they kept it prepared, and it began to grow, and it began to grow. But he did not sit on the porch and just watch out there. He went out there and checked it daily and seen everything was all right. Had a weed even thought about starting? it would be gone. You know what I'm saying? A new life with Christ. Sinful things is going to come our way. Terrors of evil. The terrors of many things happens to Christians. Or happen, wants, the devil wants them to happen to Christians. But the terrors. But we must remember who's in charge. Our Father which is in heaven. He keeps us weeded out. He keeps us he keeps us going had we had i i'm not a good gardener I'm not a great gardener. I like to eat the stuff from the garden. That's why uh, I really hesitated about moving from that neighborhood because we never did have to buy vegetables whenever it got gardening in time. I mean, he's seen that we had plenty to eat our neighbor across the road. But what I'm saying is, we, he prepared and he took care of that. But the Lord prepared us. He's preparing us daily. He's living in our lives daily. And he's giving us that new sign of life uh, that, uh, that springs up within, within us. I know winter time is dreary. Oh, it's dreary. It feels good to sit in the house to look outside if you don't have to get out, but it's also dreary. But whenever you begin to see life begin to come new, I'm talking in the natural, the birds singing, the flowers begin to bloom, things begin to grow, the only bad part of that, it grows pretty fast. You have to mow the yard. Some people like to do that. That's fine. I'm not going there. But what I'm saying, but it begins to make us feel good. Doesn't it, doesn't it make you feel good? We can be sitting around in a house and not feeling, just just have the blahs if you want to say that. But you bring a good, warm, sunshiny day, and that kind of revives us. That kind of makes us feel just a little bit better, doesn't it? Sunshine, sunshine. And... I'm trying to, to, to visualize myself uh, today in serving Christ that Jesus is my sunshine and uh, my Father is my, uh, in heaven is my sunshine and it makes me feel good just to be, just to know that I'm a child of the God, I'm a king. Just to know that I have that assurance of life. I'm enjoying the way that I, my life, I enjoy living, but, but, but I enjoy it more, more because I know that I know that God takes care of everything. As I was saying, uh, uh, we don't realize the situation sometimes, I don't realize the situation sometimes that comes my way. I may grumble, I may complain but I must realize I still have that new life. Regardless of the age that I am, that new life is still within me. But I'm, in, in the natural world, we look for this time of year just to see everything and it brings a smile on our face, it gives us happiness, it gives us joy, it gives us peace. You have to prepare. We prepare when God gives us the opportunity to sow that seed to someone in life, to let them know. <laughs> There's people today that it, you can see their eyes kind of light up when you say, I love you or God loves you. You know, they're kind of they're in a situation where maybe no one cares but they do and we as Christians we the people are helping in this situation to sow the seed to someone that they can find that peace and that happiness that we have today that we have today a farmer he's a, a farmer's never ends he I'm, I I've I'm seen several things about this cold weather that we were in and this is this just hit Missouri I mean they have cold weather in lots of places but they begin to, Say how a farmer just continues to work to supply to to, meet, uh, to make uh, us have food to eat and all of this, uh, and they continue to go. They do. But friends, let me tell you something. Jesus Christ begins to feel my life and he begins to give me that joy, that peace, that, that calmness that I have. I, there's been a time, and I, I hope I never, I hope I thank God give me the victory over that of, of being uh, short-tempered, of being uh, easy to be agitated, if that's a good word, to, to be there. But I thank God has given me that and he's given me that peace because I have found that new hope in serving him. that life that He has promised me, that mansion that He has promised me is going to be mine someday, that I'm going to be there with Him. And it's all because of that Scripture that we're going to read over here in in, in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians is the Scripture in the 5th chapter and the 17th verse. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Do you remember, maybe just this week, that you've been praying? I don't mean that's just this week you've been praying. But when you pray, do you remember the the refreshing that you got just in talking to the Lord? Do you remember the refreshing that He gave you just to know that He still loves us, that He still cares for us? But we look at these scriptures back in Matthew again. And we stop there at the 40th verse. Let's read the 41st verse. It says, The Son of Man shall send forth His angels, and they shall gather out of the kingdom of all things that offend, and then will... which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. They shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth a sun in the kingdom of their father, who hath ear to hear. Let him hear. And we look upon our fields today when it comes harvest time, when it comes time to bring in your crops, when that time comes. And they make machinery. And I I, I assume the person that invented that maybe not even have to work today that when you go through there because there's tears in a wheat field, there's tears in in, in, regardless. I've always found that that I've talked to people the best you can do, the best seed you can have, you're still going to have those. But this machine, when it comes harvest time, it sorts that all out. I don't have an idea how it does it, but it sorts it out. And the wheat goes into one place and the tares and the trash goes in, goes out on the ground. Isn't that great? We're serving a God today that He takes care of us. He, he nourishes us. He says in, that earlier, in the earlier part of that chapter, He said, just leave them alone. They, they, they ask, do I need to go out and pull up the tares? No, just leave them alone. Let them come up together. And in harvest time, they'll be separated. In harvest time, they'll separate when it comes time to your garden and you got weeds they may be a weed or two in your garden you're not going you're going to do away with that you're going to nourish you're going to nourish what produces that's what god is doing for us today he nourishes you and i for what for, for what we do for him it's not a pat on the back for us it's it's Thing that every Christian de- desires to do is to share the word, to spread the seed, to give that, to give that warning uh, of uh, the new life. Uh, when Christ, uh, the old things are past. Aren't you glad of that? Aren't you didn't have to bargain with the Lord? Whenever He came into you, when Jesus came into your life, and you said, "Forgive me," when He came in there, He didn't have a checklist, and you didn't have a checklist. He says, you prayed the prayer probably, Lord, please forgive me of my wrongdoing. I don't know your life, but Lord, help me. But someone planted that seed to make you feel what you feel because that's something you just didn't wake up on Sunday morning or Wednesday night or sometime and say, I'm going to get saved today. That's all great and wonderful, but there has to be a drawing spirit that that lets you feel and lets you know right from wrong in serving the Lord. There is no Christian, or there's no person that's ever been too mean (laughs) that God can't handle. Whatever it may be, and it's bad, there's some wicked people out there, but they've got a soul, friends. They need to they need to hear the word of God. Maybe they have. Maybe they've shunned it. But does that keep us from still praying and seeking for those? even even continue you may have had people on your mind you may have had people on your prayer list the many years that you served God that you wanted something for a soul or you wanted that soul to be found you wanted it not to be lost you wanted that new life that spring time to come into their into their life into their heart and soul you kept praying it may have been on for years and you, but that one day would be worth it all when, they, when you hear them say, you know what, I give my heart to God. I give my heart to God. I don't know if it was your prayer my prayer whose prayer, but someone prayed that need, prayed that prayer of faith and believing, cultivated that seed, praise God. They watched our lives. They seen how we live. They may have been interested enough to start reading the Word of God, but that is a seed that is being planted. When you go to plant a garden, you plant it. You don't go out the next day and see if it come up yet. You know, it's, it's not that way. It's not that way. But there is times that as, as we as Christians have witnessed the people and brought them to the Lord. What I mean by that is led them to not brought them, led them to the Lord and they found peace and happiness. But then there's those that says, I'm going to think about it. And that's wonderful. That gives them something to think about. Growing up, it was mine and my sister's place to plant the onions. Well, a few other things, but plant onions in the garden. Man, I hated that. But I found out that you don't need to put four or five onion sets in the same place. I found that out two ways. You just don't do it, and then your mom don't want you to for another, you know. Did you already plant all them onions? I sure did, you know. I always felt like she planted enough to supply the county. Maybe not, but anyway, I'm just saying that I got tired of that. But let me tell you something, friends. We're serving a God that we can talk to any time. And we can can call our our friend's name or our our unsaved loved ones, our friends, and, and tell Him, tell God. Lord, speak to their heart. Jog their memory. Touch their needs, Lord, that they have. Let them see. That their springtime coming, give them that new lift, give them that great time, give them that feeling of of security, give them that feeling that they need, give them that feeling that they want to have more and more. I was thinking, and I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to read you just a, one, one, one sentence here. And I have hummed this song several times in my life. It's when I uh, when I. Uh, I just just like this song. It's it's called, Since Jesus Came Into My Heart. The first verse of that said, What a wonderful change in my life has been. Can you remember that? What a wonderful thing. Did everything seem rosy? No. It, It seemed well, but there was heartaches come. There's decisions in life you had to make. There's decisions you had to still deal with, but it's not worth. There's a song that said, what would you give for in exchange for your soul? But it's not worth, if you want to put it in that form. The only blessings of life that people have today that is a blessing is knowing Jesus Christ, is knowing Him as their personal Savior. You can assure that that is one of the blessed ways to be blessed. It is knowing, knowing, knowing that you're a child of the King knowing that we have the assurance knowing that we have that spring coming that's springing up within us giving us that what did he tell the woman at the well you drink of this water and you'll never thirst again when we get saved it makes us and I'm not going contrary to the word of God I'm saying but it makes us thirsty to want to learn more about what that is no we probably, what I'm I don't mean to get mixed up here what I'm saying is when we find that that peace right we don't thirst but we want to learn more and we get hungry for learning more about the Lord, about how great Christ is to us. He is the greatest, if you want to call it the friend, He's the greatest friend we can ever have. He's the greatest thing that ever happened in life today, that spring of new life. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Can you remember that newness of life? Can you remember that telephone call, when someone else gets saved and they call and share that with you. Isn't it refreshing? Isn't it knowing You're praying for sinners. You're praying for a healing for someone. And we get the results of that. God has miraculously moved in and touched that need and gave us that and inspired us to continue on and live for Him. And live for Him. Praise God. Again, we think of cleaning. We think of, in the natural, the spring cleaning. Make preparations for the crops. We're making that preparation. And when we read His word, the Word of God, when we study His Word, we're making preparation. We're seeing the need. We're seeing the need. You may read that verse of Scripture many times. The Lord is my shepherd, and He is. And it goes on to tell he leads me beside the still waters. But there's coming that day in life, there's coming that moment in our life that over in Timothy it talks about, I fought a good fight. I finished my course, I've kept the faith. I'm not quoting that just right. But now there is a crown of righteousness for me. So that scripture tells me that it's a battle I don't want to discourage us, but isn't it great to hear him say, enter in? Won't it be wonderful to hear him say, you fought a good, we feel, that says, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Now lays for me a crown of righteousness. Oh, isn't that great? That crown we're going to receive someday. Why? Because of that new life that sprang up within us. Many years ago, some, many years ago, there'll be some, I believe some will be saved and be taken on. You know, I, I believe that we see that today. We see people that get saved on their, on their deathbed and they, they go on to be with the Lord. But they found that peace and happiness. I, was, I have seen, I have talked to some people that have given their heart to God in the later years in life, in later years. And uh, they would see seen us later, how you doing? I'm, I ask them, how are you? You're doing fine. Uh, I'm doing fine. I just wished. That was a the word they used. I had found this earlier, you know. But that's not, I, I, I tell them, don't beat yourself up for that. Don't beat yourself up. You're glad that you found the Lord. You found that peace and happiness. Don't look back and say that. I mean, that is true. There as many people find so much peace, rest, and happiness as we do as Christians that, that they wondered, that they, they kind of wish they had had it years ago. That's, that's the part I think they're thinking. But don't look back continue to press on just give god the praise and glory as we do for that spring of life that he sprang into us and give us uh, that was an incident in our house uh, my father supported my mother many times and those kids going to church even he didn't really uh, really uh, it's not that he didn't believe in, in in god but he didn't really see it necessary but there came that time that god saved him he gave him, I don't know how many, how many years my mother prayed for him to be saved. But there came that moment, that new life came into that frail body that he was living in. Came into that frail, sickly body that he was living in. But still that spring of life came into him and give him the deliverance over sin. Give him, give him that deliverance. That was, my mother called it a miracle. But what I'm saying, and I said that before too, when God saved my soul, it's a miracle because there's no one else. As much as I think of you people here at this church and you would do, uh, you're, you're wonderful, you're great, you're precious to us. Uh, but, but you can't save me. You can pray for me and you do. You support me and I appreciate that. I can't say it enough. But when Jesus, since Jesus came into my life, old things passed away. And behold, all things become new. The newness of life. And we get that refreshing. I do get that refreshing just about every time I read the Word of God. I get that assurance and get that encouragement that God's going to take care of. I get that wonderful feeling, everything. But let the tears grow. Me and you're living in a world today that we can't do anything about the situation within ourselves. We cannot do nothing, but we can call on our Father which is in heaven, and He can guide and direct you and I, and He can give us the wisdom and the knowledge to continue on serving Him being a witness for him, being a witness for him. I would think that it would be probably one of the most devastating things in life is to see someone, and maybe you have, taking from this life that's not a Christian. My, I just can't imagine. Why? Because I've been saved for several years but there's people out there. They're missing. They're missing what we're talking about this morning and new life. They're missing that opportunity, but they never gave their heart to God. So sad, so sad. Let me tell you something. When we give our heart to God, as I've already said in that scripture in 2 Corinthians, old things are passed away. Why do I begrudge? Why do I hold a grudge? I'm not saying I do, but why do why do people do that? Well, you don't know what he's done, no. I don't know. But I want to tell you something. I'm serving a God to continue to take that need and melt it and melt my heart, melt my thinking. I must forgive and go on. Old things are passed away. If we lived in the past, man, what would we how would we act? But we're living in the presence. We're living in the presence of our Lord. We're living in the time that is coming, and it's coming, and it may be coming sooner than we think. We've heard that preached many times. He's coming soon, and I still believe that. He's coming soon. I don't care if I'm lived to be 100. That'll still be pretty soon. You know what I'm saying? But God is coming back. But he may take me by the way of the grave. That's fine. But I want you to know that newness of life, Smell the green beans cooking, the newness of life. What's better on the, kitchen ta- on the dining room table than new potatoes and green beans? Isn't that great? And it's coming, folks. But what's better than reading the Word of God and says, I have prepared a place for you that where I am, you may be also. Father, we thank you this morning Lord, for the love of the newness of life. Lord, we thank you for the encouragement reading. Lord, when we read your word, that you encourage me. Lord, you encourage me. You encourage your church, Lord, to continue just to keep pressing on, living for you. Lord, having that, having that assurance, Lord. God, because one of these days, Lord, we know that the trumpet's going to sound. Lord, we know one of these days that my... Time is going to come to leave. Lord, I'm not saying this this morning in a, in a downward spin. I'm saying it because we sprang and we know that we live in this time of life. God, you give us that blessedness, that happiness, that peace. You supply our needs. Lord, it goes on and on, and I thank you for that. I give you glory. Lord, we thank you for the congregation this morning. Go with us and guide us. Bless this song as we sang today. Lord, just keep your protecting hand upon us. And we'll give your name the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope that you received a blessing from today's message. If you have not subscribed to our podcast, we encourage you to. We are available on most uh, podcast platforms including apple google and spotify if you cannot find us on your platform please email us and we'll try to add it our email address is littlezion at gmail.com that's littlezion t-r-a-s-k at gmail.com we hope that you join us next time until then we hope that you have a blessed week We'll be